Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's talk midpoints. <laughs> yeah. So we have recently <laughs> talked on the podcast about beginnings and gave some examples of opening lines and just kind of talked about some of the things that need to be in your beginning and how to kind of hook the reader and pull them in. This week, we thought it would be interesting to talk about midpoints, the messy middle, (laughs) that hard second act, and just see, kind of talk through some examples and some ideas and some of the things that that midpoint has to, has to do for you. And it, this one I feel is a little, I'm a little nervous about it because I feel like midpoints are hard. It's really hard. Second act is hard and it is where I often get stuck. So I'm curious what we can glean from this conversation <laughs> I'm excited about it I had so much fun researching into this one because of that I think there's books where I've read and I've actually looked at the center of the book mm-hmm. and I look you know I, I look at what they're doing at the center of the book and it's like ah that's the explosion <laughs> the yes. and that's I think one we can say that really a midpoint whatever it ends up being and actually where it ends up being is really really connected with where like what the structure of the story is so midpoints don't have to be exactly in the middle often they can be if you watch movies often it is like clockwork that it is like right in the center and usually movies are very much clocked in at like first act taking 25% and then the middle (laughs) taking 50 and it's like right at that midpoint you have something that happens and so really like a midpoint in novels and film it tends to be a turning point not necessarily a twist but something where context shifts or where you know you have a false victory or you have a false defeat. Yeah. You have basically things going off the rails. You might have temporary harmony when mm-hmm. it's all been kind of like fighting and scrabbling. You might all of a sudden have like this moment of calm that all of a sudden something unifies the group. It's a lot of different things that it can do, but I I think looking at the midpoint as a lot of people saying like it adds, it jolts you back into the story. It rejuvenates and refreshes it mm-hmm. so that you don't have a midpoint that sags. You don't yeah. have a middle that just goes on and on and on. And it's just constantly trying to do the same thing, but just increasing the danger or increasing right. the obstacles and making them, it kind of changes even the momentum or the tempo of your story it's almost like there's an infusion of something that's a good point things tend to pick up at the midpoint they tend to like shift and often there's like a new realization or and you're right it's not always a twist but it is some information that the character didn't have that I, I think midpoints also I think of them as being kind of like whether they're a false victory or a false defeat or they're kind of the, the calm before the storm or whatever, they always seem to have like some, it's a turning point. <laughs> like yes. it, and there's kind of this like point of no return after which like yes. that they can't get back to where they were, which sometimes people talk about that with the act two starting point, but I feel like it happens even more at the midpoint. Like it's really where 
you can't ignore this thing anymore. Like whatever yes. it is that's been building or whatever gets to a point that the character has to make some choices at the midpoint usually. Which and is maybe I, why it's hard as an author because sometimes I feel like I don't know what the right choice is at the midpoint. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I, I personally, like from the examples that I was looking at, it's, it's almost yeah. like if something has been going in this direction, it's a reversal. Like yeah. it tends to be that, reversal of momentum or context it's a derailment it's a shift yes. and it's a shift that feels seismic no matter how big it yeah. is it's like all of a sudden stepping out in that new direction what it is yeah um, that's a good way to put it and so one example is I was looking for um, stories that we've recently yeah. kind of d discussed um the Hunger Games actually came into my mind because often, and it doesn't have to be this way, but often they go from reacting to the yeah. situation in, in which they're interactually proacting, like going on the offensive mm -hmm. rather than just constantly just being on the defensive and just responding to the things being thrown at them. And in that point, she allies her through yeah. and then she they destroy the careers um, horde of stuff. So their right. food and and it's a victory, but it's a false it's a victory, victory because of what happens right after it. <laughs> because and, and that's she's not dealing with a real issue. Yeah. It also has a like it has seismic impacts mm -hmm. for the rest of the story because yeah. a, a lot of those um in certain I think it's Harmon's story circle, uh, what they call that part is they get what they wanted and then they pay a heavy price for it. Mm. And that doesn't mean that's every story, but in this yeah. case. They get a victory and then they pay horribly. She loses her hearing. She loses yeah. Rue and right. it's devastating. And I think realizing that that's, that's where, you know, those changes, um, someone, as I was looking at, into this, someone said that actually the most character change really happens towards that middle part. And sometimes this is actually the most significant leap of yeah. change for a character they're e either snap you know snapping out of that kind of surface or superficial person sure. or they're kind of finding their strength and it can be it can be so devastating to see them like step up and try and then just be completely flattened yeah. One of the things I was looking at called the midpoint, the center, the centerpiece, like, and if you think even like the centerpiece of a table, it's like the big thing. And sometimes we think of the climax as that, but I think that really like the midpoint even plays more of that role because it is that turning point. And it's that moment where the character really starts to change or doesn't change and buckles down and is like, I'm going to do this thing my way or whatever it is, but it, it really influences the whole rest of the story. And you wouldn't have the, the climax without whatever happens at that center point of it. Well, and I think looking at ones also that shift in a different way where all of a sudden, like the antagonist shifts, like mm -hmm. in Neil Gaiman's Coraline, there's a shift where all of a sudden the antagonist towards the beginning, like Coraline is having this conflict with her, her real family, like mm -hmm. her mother, especially. And she uses like the other mother as an escape. And the other yeah. mother appears to be like this perfect <laughs> representation of all the things that she wants and all of a sudden all of that changes her viewpoint yes. completely shifts and she realizes yes. that the antagonist so is actually the other mother yes. and that's it's incredible because as you're reading it you're like 
you don't almost know where the story is going. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that shift, like you maybe felt a little uncomfortable and you're like, this yeah. is weird. And then all of a sudden though, you see it as she does. I like those where all of a sudden the person that you thought was the antagonist has yes. completely changed. And when the context and the viewpoint shifts for the character, it shifts for you too as a reader. Yes. You get caught out almost like watching yes. the story going off into this fictitious horizon that it will never go into. Yes. You have to all of a sudden deal with this new knowledge. Yeah. You haven't read Shadow and Bone yet, but I just finished it. And I think that that's another one that has that midpoint where I won't give it away. Thank you. But but there is a really great midpoint shift like that, where you think the story is going in one direction. And then all of a sudden at the midpoint, you get this reversal and this shift and you're like, it's going this whole other direction. And that is so... It's so delicious, I think, when they catch you looking and then all of the thoughts that you were thinking, you have to reshift like, and make room for the new information that's just come in. I love that when a story does it. The Matrix actually was one of the ones that came up. There was a video on it. I'll definitely link it in. How at the midpoint of The Matrix, Neo, who has gone through this journey and is trying to like grapple with all of this change in his life and who he's supposed to be, is told by the Oracle that he's not the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all the challenges that yeah. he thought he was going to have to overcome, like totally flip around. And as a watcher, you're sitting there being like, wait, is that true? Like what? What? And I love when a story can, in a really believable, interesting way, surprise you in those ways where all of a sudden something that was assumed to be true, that there was no reason to, like, this is presented as fact. Um, All of a sudden it's shifted on you and you have to grapple with the fallout of that. Yeah. I think another quality of midpoints, and it's not something that happens always at a midpoint, but you also see they're often kind of big events too. Like, you know, in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, you have this big Quidditch match and, um, you know, like that, that's the midpoint or you also have, you have like parties or events or the big dinner, the big ball, the wedding, whatever it is often not always but often this like big thing and it's kind of fun sometimes you know like a kind of fun point that's like exciting and like you kind of prep for it and prep for it and then you get this big event and then it shifts something and changes stuff and things go in a different direction after that which I think is fun like I find the whole act two really messy and hard to yes. but that like one scene at the midpoint can sometimes be really fun to write and sometimes when you imbue it with that kind of magical gravity, yeah, so to speak, and obviously you're the one creating it, so it's like <laughs> you can give it whatever gravity you want, but there's something fun about having the characters anticipate something yes. and kind of forward think to it. And then having the kind of the rug being pulled out from underneath them in, in whichever way they think it's going to be having like a battle that actually doesn't 
turn out the way you think it is or like a confrontation, but it doesn't actually turn out what, what you think it's going to happen or something that you expect there to be this win. And all of a sudden it just doesn't happen that way. Again, it's like changing your expectations in a way yeah. that you're like, Ooh, like <laughs> it, it makes you sit up and take notice, which I think is another way that it rejuvenates the story is you all have been, you and the characters have been looking forward to it in that certain way. And then, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes me think of um, Pride and Prejudice. Like the midpoint of that is Darcy's proposal yeah. and her refusal. And it's just like, wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so great is that that's yes. like a miss. That's a so close and yet so far moment because yes. the way that he presents his proposal, yes. no person would say yes to that. Like you're sitting there being like, yes. oh, you poor idiot. Like, yes. poor idiot. <laughs> Get your crap together. <laughs> and I think the almost miss. Yeah. really helps you long for when when it actually will hit like when it will actually come together and especially in a romance when you just have this disconnect where they're so close and yet so far and you're like I totally get where both of you all yeah. are at you need to get your crap together <laughs> Well, and I think that that's like something like sometimes the, the midpoints that reversal and other times it feels like almost a setup to show you how much changes by the climax. Like yeah. it's kind of a, yeah, it is this like almost moment where you have something that's almost the same as the client. Like sometimes it's even a kind of a mirror effect and you get this miss and that shows you the characters aren't ready for then when you get to the climax yes. and you have this kind of same thing repeat in a way that mirrors it but is different and you can see their change which sometimes you get that mirroring effect at like beginnings and endings but I think it's really interesting when you get it at midpoint and endings I love the like showing something three times because I think yeah. I I mean there's research that suggests the power of three that it's actually very naturally satisfying to us <laughs> as human beings but I really think that from especially when you're showing subtle change it really helps to see that progression yeah you are almost there so it gives you new life to continue to want that thing <laughs> sometimes when they don't show that you almost kind of doubt your own experience and are almost like is there change happening? And I like sure. that it's a clear showing yes. of that. The story is moving somewhere. It's, it, yes. it knows where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not lost in the woods. Like it's, <laughs> it's getting there. And those callbacks where it does kind of signal, mm -hmm. okay, like we're somewhere. We're not at the beginning, which I don't know about you, but the ones that like, are really those devastating setbacks where it's mm -hmm. almost like yes. they never began. <laughs> like, those could be so difficult. I mean, they yes. also could be really dramatic and like yes. thrilling in a really great way. Um, the movie The Martian has one that I'm not gonna say what it is, but yeah, it's, it's really um, effective. And that's sometimes it can help you with the investment side is like it reinvests you in their struggle if they're mm. if it's coming too easily if that progression is coming 
a bit too fast, like that false defeat can really help you get that movement back so that then they do have that moment of what's going to happen. Like their strategy that they had been using to this point has proved to be completely ineffective or has failed. So what is their new strategy going to be? What is the solution that is maybe outside the box or maybe from a different viewpoint or lens? It gets you kind of re-emphasizing with the character and re like relating to them. Whether there is a victory or defeat, you kind of start to feel again like, oh yeah, I remember victories like that or oh, oh, that's crushing. I feel that like, oh, you know, like, so I I think that's my takeaway. Like, thinking about midpoints, like how can you, how can you pull the rug out from your character? Like how can you reverse things or twist things? How can you give them new information that they might not know or make them face a choice or question that they might not, that they might've been avoiding? How can you mirror maybe what's to come in a way that shows change between what you plan at the end point or at the climax and what's happening now at the midpoint? Like, I think those are kinds of the kinds of questions I'm thinking about now (laughs) about midpoints. which is good. I think, I think they'll be helpful for me. Yeah. Well, and talked about plot-based ones Mm -hmm. really heavily, but another one that I found, Mm -hmm. and this is just from the perspective, I'd not really thought about it. If you want to show character, you know, like a character driven type of novel, Mm -hmm. they, there was talk about like a midpoint being the collision of the, their, superficial self with their Mm -hmm. inner self Mm -hmm. where they have to for the first time basically step out and use that inner self like try Mm -hmm. that strength um there's a really great video um by lessons from the screenplay where they talk about the um movie collateral and it's just a really great way of looking at if this is a character driven story Mm -hmm how do you use the midpoint to really show them stepping out into their own a little bit and just trying it? It's they're yeah. not, they're not at the climax of their own. Sure. They haven't totally changed, but you yeah. see them sort of like in that in between, like they're yeah. trying to change, <laughs> but maybe it's not quite working. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first yes. toe step yeah. into trying to um, engage that inner self, the person that they need to become in order to kind of solve their problems or at least address the obstacle that it's in front of them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yay, well, we hope you have fun writing midpoints and remember that it can be fun. They don't have to be that drag through the middle. (laughs) There's a lot of things that we've talked about that can breathe life back into your manuscript in the middle point. So hopefully that's helpful. We'll have a lot in the show notes. So more things that you can dig into that will also be helpful for you. And yeah, if you enjoyed this video, we hope you'd subscribe or leave a comment. Let us know. Find us on Instagram and hang out with us. (laughs) That's where we hang out more. Um, And we hope you keep reading and looking at how different authors handle that midpoint and handle that second act so you can learn from them and keep writing and trying different things and putting stuff out into the world. 